The New Jersey Globe Power Hour is on. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back. It's David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. Roy Fryman is serving his second term in the New Jersey State Assembly. He represents the 16th District. That's parts of Somerset, Hunter, and Middlesex, and Mercer counties. Assemblyman, welcome. I think I may have a, a connection problem. Uh, Assemblyman, do you hear me? I can hear you. Can you okay. hear me all right? I do. I do. We're, we're good. How are you, Assemblyman? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. I'm glad. Uh, let me start by saying this. You are a, a, a bit of an outlier in Trenton, and I say that in a good way. As being an assemblyman's the first office you've, you've held. You've spent your entire life in the private sector. So as a citizen legislator, not a career politician, how's your, how's your adjustment to government been? Uh, it's it's been fantastic, and it's uh, and it's been very very different than being in the private sector. It is um, it's probably the greatest um, experience I've had in in a in the position, um, and and primarily because of the vastness of the issues you're dealing with on a continual basis, um, and it, it far exceeded anything I, I really expected to get into. Um, so I, I would tell you, uh, for anyone that is ever considering it or looking at it, and regardless of where they are in their career and their life, um, I would encourage it. it. It is an amazing experience. And this week, Assemblyman, you you uh, sponsored a bill that would raise the, the minimum age to purchase a long gun. It was part of the governor's uh, new gun safety package. Tell me about your bill. So actually, David, if I can correct you a little bit about this, this bill has actually been around for three years. Um, it was originally introduced in the prior session, um, and then it was reintroduced in the beginning of this session. Um, it got some notoriety this week because the governor talked about it this week. Um, so, um, And that's sometimes so that's this, what you need to get a bill passed, right? Somebody talking about it. Yeah, yes. And, and, and unfortunately, the reason it came up again is because of the – the incidences of mass shootings that that have taken place across the country most recently. So this this bill basically says that in New Jersey, as in a a number of um, states, there is a bifurcated um, minimum age for buying firearms. In New Jersey, it's 21 for handguns, and it's age 18 for all other firearms, whether it be rifles or shotguns. Um, and, And so the legislation basically says, shouldn't it be the same? Shouldn't it be a unified age? And when we go to back to 1980s, um, there was uh, an incident and there was a movement to say, look, how can we reduce alcohol-related fatalities? And they took a look at the data and they said, you know something, there is preponderance of incidences related to the younger drivers and, and alcohol-related fatalities. So there was, a, in the 80s, you may remember, that there was a movement and we went from 18 to 21. Uh, for the minimum age, and there was a 40% drop-off in alcohol-related fatalities. Didn't eliminate it, but it was a significant drop-off. Now, when you look at the data associated with mass shootings, and um, there is a 27% of the mass shootings occur with the shooters being 25 and younger. Uh, Now, we know that gun violence is not just about mass shootings. It is a complex issue. It is an issue that relates to gang violence. It's an issue relating to domestic violence. It's, a, it's an issue 
on multitude of, of different aspects, and it cannot be solved with one aspect. But the data as relates to mass shootings points to saying, well, wait a minute, there seems to be a concentration associated with a particular aging um, in an age group. Could we have some way of knocking down this, um, this gun violence with, by, by changing and unifying the, gun, the minimum gun purchasing age? And, and this has some exemptions, right? I mean, you, uh, people under 21, 18 to 21, can still use long guns for hunting or, or military drills and, and other areas? Oh, absolutely. So it, it does recognize and say, look, there, there is this, this doesn't take away the fact that, um, there, that, that people still want to go out and hunt. So it recognizes that hunters and sports people still want to have access at, at, for the youth. And, um, and, and it, all it says is that you can't be the owner of the firearm. It doesn't say you can't be in possession with a supervising adult. Um, it's just a matter of ownership. And when we think about it, we as a society say, look, somebody under the age 21 can't be an owner of a pack of cigarettes. They can't be an owner of a bottle of vodka. They can't be an owner. But yet right now we're saying they can be an owner of a semi-automatic rifle or a shotgun. Um, so what we're saying here is in, in this legislation, well, maybe they should be under supervision and still allow the sports um, associated with hunting and the sports associated with com- competitive shooting and all that, but the actual ownership needs to wait to age 21 as it does with handguns. Okay. I am speaking with Assemblyman Roy Fryman on the New Jersey Globe Power Hour. Assemblyman, you're a you're a private sector guy. You're a, you're a numbers guy. My, my father would probably vote for you because you're a numbers guy. Uh, <laughs> so so I want to talk about I want to talk about New Jersey's businesses and 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 specifically. I know you've been in, interested in 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 small businesses. What What's going to happen to small businesses in New Jersey that are attempting to mount a comeback post-COVID? It's difficult. Um, this is, you know, we as a state have talked about creating the proper business environment for a long time. And, um, and, and, and again, this is not anything, the business environment, and when people talk about a business environment, it's not a singular thing. Um, and when you ask one business owner, well, what is it? They'll tell you one thing and another one will tell you about it's the ease of doing business. Um, so it, to, to, it really depends upon the sector because when small business is now not the same as it was when you think of mom and pop Main Street because small business could be an Internet. It could be um, have a non-storefront. So we have to think differently about business overall. Recovering from covid has also got has to be more creative, um, but also recovering come from COVID and, and the pandemic can't be our goal in New Jersey. That has got to be a minimum standard associated with how we think of New Jersey's economy. Our goal has got to be prosperity and success, and the first priority has got to be recovery. But it bothers me when we talk about our goals being recovery. No, the goal is the minimum. And then we have to build on that to for beyond um, to making sure that this is a thriving place where people want to come to where where this is. We have all the right ingredients with the education, the location um, um, and, and the diverse workforce um, 
this should be a, a mecca for, for, for so many thriving businesses. So we have all the right ingredients. And then we just have to create the right culture and support system for those businesses. So your Republican opponents will say, yeah, the way to do that is to lower property taxes and lower income taxes and cut government spending. Are, are they right? Um, I, I don't think that taxes unto itself is ever go- is is always the, the answer, because you can take a look at, you know, lowest cost is helpful in a lot of aspects. Um but you take a look at a lot of thriving businesses, and they don't always work on the lowest cost model. Um, it's ease of doing business. It's, 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 some of it is, is partnership. Um, I do think that New Jersey does have an issue as it relates to debt um, and how we manage it and how we look at our long-term finances and our budgetary issues. Um, and, and, David, I, I think you're aware that I have actually introduced legislation about how does New Jersey and how can we methodically and thoughtfully manage the debt that we have? Debt as a tool, whether it be a business, whether it's a, a governmental entity, can be a very, very valuable tool. Um, but if it's not managed properly, it can come back and haunt you. Now, right now, New Jersey has 10% of our budget each and every year is consumed by um, paying down our minimum payment in our debt. That's $4.3 billion. And now that's a big number, and it's hard to, and sometimes you can get lost in what that really means. The legislation I, I put forth says, look, we've got it. When we have extra money, when we have surplus, when we have unspent budgetary dollars, we've got to take 30% of that to pay down the debt that we had. If this legislation was actually enforced for this upcoming year, it would save approximately 100 to $200 million coming off of this budget. Let me give a little perspective of what that would really translate okay. to. Each and every year, David, we have multitude of um, property tax relief programs, whether it be for our seniors, it's with, um, homestead rebates, property tax freeze, programs for our veterans. We have these different types of programs to make it easier for people to stay in New Jersey because of, uh, of the property tax challenge. That accounts to about $50 million annually of what we put into these programs, $50 million. If we had enacted this debt reduction, that would have saved off the budget another 100 to $200 million. So that $50 million theoretically could have gone to $150 to $200 million or more that we could have invested in these tax relief programs. So it's a matter – so you think about how this debt impacts your ability to spend, where you can prioritize your dollars – um, so I do think that being much more methodical of how you take down your debt is very, very important for the long-term, long-term success um, of our state and, and how we can attack some of these other fiscal issues that we have. Well, Assemblyman Roy Fryman, it, it, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for joining me on the New Jersey Globe Power Hour. Thanks very much for having me, David. I appreciate it. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And I will be back shortly to speak with Congressman Albio Ceres about Afghanistan, Cuba, the new Cross Hudson Tunnels. So please don't miss it. This is David Wildstein, the editor of the New Jersey Globe. And you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC.